This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Oh, it's like lots of stuff. But tonight, we're about to like, um, get metal, goddammit. Metal? What's this about? Well, it's about like DC's latest event series and arguably one of their best um, received ones in re- recent memory. It's like it's all about Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, um, the guys who gave us um, this great, great run on Batman. Um, teaming up again to deliver an event series about the various about the metals in D- in the DC universe that have a dark, sinister purpose to them, and you know how Batman's um, great detective abilities are being used against him. So there you go. But um, first, like just to re- just to reaffirm, um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's um, run on Batman in the New Fifty Two era was an unmitigated success. Particularly as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you can go back and like um, listen to my podcast about it or read what I wrote about on the various volumes. But um, this, is, this was like a this was a very special run, one that you know took a character like you know, hey, you know, there's been lots of great stories written about Batman, and as each great story comes up, you know, it keeps getting harder and harder to do something new and compelling with the character. And Snyder and Capullo really found a way to do that like over the course of their run, whether it was like establishing that there was a secret society that had been living in, um, it's like in Gotham over like all these decades, inception with the court of owls, bringing the Joker back for, to attack Batman directly with his family in the death of the family. Um, like um, kicking, um, year one out of continuity and doing their own, um, like, um, take on, take on Batman's, um, first year as Batman and actually making it really, really good in in zero year, um, Endgame, which you know is probably like the one series that um, you know, I, I think actually read better in single issue form than paperback form, which is you know special in of itself, but it still definitely had its moments. And I'm um, super heavy, where it basically just kicked Batman like out of the role and gave it to um, Commissioner Gordon, like and um, his um, Mecca and his Mecca Bad Pal, and it actually made it. Um, pretty impressive as well. So, so yeah. So um, Snyder and Capullo have established themselves as the team supreme over the years, specifically when it comes to Batman. So when it was announced that they were going to be doing um, DC's latest event series in metal, I was all for it. And the end results, good. Not great. Good. Um, metal, basically... Um, Basically, is is more is um, I mean, yeah, Batman um definitely plays a big role in the series, but it's more of a Justice League story than than anything else. I mean, it starts off with um the team like um like um against the ropes in a Mongols um latest um war world. It's like and um and then eventually uh, and then finding out you know like how to uh, it's like how to uh, defeat the latest threat um, posed to them, um. It's like in, it's like in, like in his arena, and there's all sorts of like little, like ultra geeky um stuff in there, like how, it's like how uh, Superman is being restrained through dust, um, crushed from a thousand um red, red suns and all that crazy stuff, because like Snyder is all about the details. Um, sometimes that's really good. Sometimes it's kind of like, well, it's really good if you're like 15. If you're older, like I am, it's like you can your suspension of disbelief is just that much less but you can still see what he's going for but um like these op- like the opening um bits of of metal basically establish um 
that um that Batman's been following a uh, like a thread um from the different metals that have been that that are um that are key to the uh like to the DC universe specifically and as the first issue it makes clear it's um specifically nth metal the um, metal that gives Hawkman and Hawk Hawk Girl their pe- their powers um and if you think that yeah yeah because of this like uh, you know Hawk like Hawkman and Hawk Girl are going to be um like pretty important to the story definitely so so but also and also it um it definitely plays upon the fact that you know bat that whole like you're know, feeling that batman he he knows what like he, he he knows what he's doing but even then like he he has to like try and solve everything himself it's like if because he feels that's the best way but he can't just quite let um his his fellow um justice league partners in on the deal and that's kind of like how the first two issues issues play out it's like and then um once but then once you choose like reaches its end we find out that oh that um batman's been set up that his um giant his great detective abilities have been used against him well shit gets real because the real um like crux of metal actually it's like um like it has comparisons to a a great issue one of the greatest issues of invincible like I talked about this like a couple podcasts back, and I mentioned there was a um, great issue of Invincible where like um like different versions of Mark Grayson um, were recruited from like different multiverses. Like, but they were these were evil versions of Mark Grayson, and they were brought brought forward to, to take over his own home universe. Now, for Metal, replace evil versions of Mark Grayson with evil versions of Batman, and yeah, now you see where this where this series has its like like has has its dramatic impulse. So basically you've got um the the uh, the remaining members of the Justice League fighting against evil versions of Batman. Batman who have been like who who've been um who've made themselves into doomsday. Batman who have been who have made themselves into like um the like the God of War. Batman who have um who have um turned themselves into the into the Green Lantern of their sector, Batman, who have um, found themselves corrupted by the Joker. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the main um, crux here. It's like, and it's definitely a good good hook. I mean, like Snyder and Snyder does a good job, like um, of laying out like the increasingly um, like crazy stakes as the series go series goes on. I mean, it's like it's it is something that keeps getting bigger, it's like and bigger as it goes on. But if a metal has one weakness, it's that. Um, it falls into like that trap that you know, like whatever the heroes do, it's like it's almost doomed to failure. It's like it, it and it doesn't quite. It isn't until the very end they manage to um, try to actually like um, triumph over like over the darkness that's presented against them. But you know that's because they have to. Otherwise, you know, it's like that's the end of the DC universe. So there, there you go. But um, that's like they they still. But it's over. But it's overall. It's overall. It's it is entertaining. It's just probably not the, uh, it's like the um, big exciting epic that I had been, like that I had been, been led to believe. I mean, like um, Capullo's art definitely rises to the occasion of whatever um crazy shit that um Mike Snyder like de- on demands that he, demands that he draw, and that's that's great, especially when um Batman and Superman like find themselves at the Forge of Worlds and it's and the guard the Guardian that's um like then been put against them it's like that's you know, that's for, that's that's definitely spectacular so but uh, but oh but um like i said it's like I, said, I i don't know it's like i probably would have been um more like uh 
like awed by it if I had been completely in the dark. But and um, you know, just following um, like comics news, like that's that that's kind of impossible. And I, I realize that's on me. But there's one bit in there that I kind of wish had been like kept secret until the until the very end because there's one um character who shows up at the end of the first issue, which um in this age like there's really very few characters that you can like bring in their involvement for like the DC universe and have it count as a big fucking deal. The fact that this character shows up at the end of the first issue is a big fucking deal. I mean Snyder apparently had to talk with the characters, the uh, the creator who this character is most associated with, um, like, well, basically, uh, um, in order to like, you know, just not, not just, well, basically get his blessing and like consult with him about you know, how this character like would respond to 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 this issue. And you know, that's I think this character is used is used pretty well, especially when he lays out the uh, the cosmology of the DC universe and how the um how and and the uh, how the uh, the main villain of the series, Barbatos, um, that fits into it, and um, this is the, and this is definitely a series that um, builds on like a lot of shit that's been going that's been done by other uh, other creators in, in the uh, DC universe, specifically Grant Morrison. So if you've read um, his uh, like his Batman run, specifically the Return of Bruce Wayne, and you hear about all this about Barbatos, well, Snyder does his own um, retcon to turn um, Barbatos into a into the big bad. It's like of the series, and it works pretty well. In fact, um, it's probably a credit to Morrison that he uh, that you know, like building on what because not a lot of creators like try to build on what Morrison has set down because it's usually just so damn crazy. But um, Center does, and like I think it turns turns out pretty well over here. In fact, um, when Morrison actually drops in to um, offer his own contribution to this series in the uh, Wild Hunt one-off, it's like. It's it's you, you are kind of feeling that he's like you know kind of like I'm rushing to catch up here. I mean, like the Wild Hunt, and I'll get into this for like when I talk about the uh, tie-ins. It's like does kind of feel like you know it's like he's trying to like frame this as being important to his like to his own uh, multiversity series. And yeah, like that's another tie-in right here. Like this is if you if you've read Morrison's multiversity series, like Snyder um like builds on that here as well. So it's. So when it's both a credit to Morrison that you know he that the stuff he set up like has led into this brilliant event series, but also the fact that you know he's you know like um contributing to it in his own like in his own one shot does kind of feel like he's you know rushing to catch up here as, as well. I mean, overall, yeah, like I said, metal metal is, is good. Maybe it's like it it's a lot better if you come into it completely blind. Um. But overall, it's like it's like I said, it's a good series, and it definitely bodes well for um, Snyder's um, Justice League run. Like, re- like reading this, he do- I can see he does have a good handle on like on all the characters. Um, like, and also it's good to see him bring it bring back a Martian Manhunter, Manhunter at a specific point, which is cool. I can tell you where Martian Manhunter comes up, and not the fact that I've like, mentioned this, you'll probably um, be on the lookout for him and realize, oh, this is when he's going to show up. So there you go, and um, it's like it's. It's like, and it's like, like it's a lot, of, and like I said, it's it's a lot of fun overall. It's like, and just from the little bits, like you know, from a fish, just you know, acknowledging, uh, nervously, uh, um, acknowledging Aquaman as his king, or, um, de- or Deathstroke, um, just you know, just being like the supreme troll, like of the series, especially when he uh, casts a team with Aquaman as well. It's like it's, like I said, um, Snyder knows how to bring out the fun of the series and. 
not the series, but of, of the DC universe in general. It's like, and, um, and Capullo, it's like, um, is like, is with him every step of the way. It's like, and you know, it's like, well, it's like, well, Snyder is, is going to be busy with, um, just sleep for the foreseeable foreseeable future. Uh, they've, he and Capullo have got their Batman last night on earth. A miniseries in the offing for DC's Black Label series, Black Label line. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that as well. But you know, it's like this is the big event series, so and it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It's like there is, um, like there was, there are definitely a, several tie-ins for this series. Some more key than others. In fact, I would probably argue that the two, um, like, uh, like prequels, like issues, um, the Dark Days issues um the forge and the casting arguably should have been included the miniseries itself because they outline your know, batman's um quest to unravel this um this mystery involving the metals it's like oh like of the dc universe and basically his you know like his it sets up his determination to follow this mysterious thread that he's picked that he's picked up it's like to, like to the end no matter where where it leads and it's going and it leads to some very like um, very disturbing places such as a black site. It's like um, that uh, that's hidden from hidden from Atlantis. It's like to uh, um, a Cadmus Labs oper- operation that was it's like th- that was destroyed. That leads him to uh, encounter um, Talia Al Al Ghul again. It's like and also to um have to basically have him like um lock up the Joker only for the Joker to be um like um let loose by um by Duke Thomas and um Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan, who has been um, tasked with investigating a uh, like a an issue of cosmic importance um, by um, by Ganth, the guardian, one of the guardians of the galaxy, to um, it's like that leads him to um, like Wayne Manor. It's like and it's like you know, like just just like all this like all this kind of, this this kind of craziness that you know it it's like um, Dark Days like does does a good job of setting up. Like setting up the, like the uh, like facing like the DC, like the many DC characters, it's like and also like you know showing how Batman's um, like detective abilities can be used against him. So it's like I so yeah, even though it's not even though like um metal is pretty self-contained, it's like ah, this is probably like one of the more essential tie-ins. Then there's also um, but I also picked up you know the Batman who laughs. Um, issue because like they're all like these single one shot issues that were dedicated to like exploring the origins of the uh, various Batman who became you know who who acquired the uh, abilities of the Justice League members they killed. The Batman who laughs is the most prominent of the uh, of those in the uh, like in the events in Metal, and I figured okay, well I'm gonna like I'd want to see like you know how, what how his origin turned out, and it's. Yeah, it was probably kind of disappointing. This is written by James Tinian for the fourth with, um, it's like with, uh, Riley Rossmo's art. Now, um, Tinian, Tinian the fourth has written, has co-written a lot of stuff with Snyder, including the, uh, dark days, um, tie, tie in issues like of this event. But, um, Tinian the fourth has a, uh, weakness for, um, genre convention as if you've been reading my thoughts on his detective comics run, you'll know that. Yeah. I think that he's, you know, he, he definitely loves loves his loves adhering to genre convention, even when you know it's like he, he shouldn't. He really shouldn't be. So, so, but with um the Batman who laughs, it's basically revealed that you know Batman 
um, was pushed so far by the Joker that he was forced to kill the Joker. And um, by killing the Joker, he unleashed something that you know caused him to become like a Batman um, vilified by the Joker. And it's kind of like, that's, that's disappointing. I mean, it's like, I was, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's like, it's just kind of like, you know, like railroading the character on a specific, on a specific point. Like, Hey, you know, like, sure. You can just like make things dire enough that Batman is going to like want to kill the Joker. And then you can teach these punishment actions. But yeah, we know that's, that's kind of be expected. Why not do something more interesting? Like, you know, have Batman just, you know, try to immerse himself in the Joker's line of thinking to the point where he starts like becoming the Joker. It's like, because he's like, you know, like gone so far into how the Joker thinks and all to the point where it's like, he, he becomes like this like Batman Joker hybrid. And then it realizes that, Hey, you know, it's like, I'm just going to kill the Joker because he's just redundant to parts. And that's the biggest issue with the series that leaves me thinking that I could have written a better, um, Batman becomes the Joker story than Tinian and the fourth did. Bradley Rossman's art is pretty pretty nice, but it deserves to be series in service of a better better and more interesting story. Now, more interesting is a um is one of the times that was written written by by three different people, including Snyder, Tinian the Fourth, and Joshua Williamson. That would be Batman Lost, which um is essentially the story of a old Batman telling the story of his first case to like to his granddaughter. At the same time, you know, like I'm um, reliving different por- portions of like of his history as well, and also just realizing that you know there's something something not right here. And I've got to find my way out of it because I'm Batman. I can't be trapped by by this. It's a pretty critical story beat um to like like um to the metal um miniseries that takes place like if you do pick this up, you got to read this between. It, it's probably best read between issues. Um, well, I guess two and three, but you could also read it between um, three and four for, for equal impact as well. But it's also about Batman, just, you know, like, like his detective skills, just like unraveling the, uh, the, uh, si- the situation that he's been placed in and realizing that he's completely fucked um, by it as well. It's lost. is probably the most interesting of the, uh, like of the tie-ins because it presents ba- a um, a Batman who is who we don't often see, well, who we honestly can't see. It's like in most, it's like in most Batman stories. So it's like it's and, and it also goes back to like I also want to talk about the uh, I also go back to the uh, um, in the series itself because at some point you know Superman is forced to like, you know, restore Batman's confidence at a critical point in the series. And it's kind of like, you know, that's a, uh, I mean, like for all, like, you know, like, it, and it's like, a, that's a pretty great moment, you know, when, cause like we all like, you know, like um, Batman's like, you know, like more resourceful, tactical thinker of it, but you know, Superman, he's the character who inspires. And, you know, at this moment when Batman like has lost all of his, all of his hope, all of his, his driving dedication, it's down to Superman, like to restore it and you know batman lost shows you how batman you know got to that point as well and it also offers some like some key bits as to how uh, morrison's um bat um batman run ties into the story as well so and oh and there's also like the uh, hawkman found tie-in issue as well which i thought 
I picked up because one of the uh, because Batman Lost said, "Hey, you know, after you've read this story on Comicsology, you should read Hawkman Found." I thought, oh, maybe I'm missing something here, especially since Hawkman, you know, ties into a like does play a pretty specific role in here. So I I got it, and you know, fuck, you don't need Hawkman Found to enjoy this story. I mean, Jeff Lemire does a, a decent you know Hawkman against all odds story, and it's got some. Some pretty nice art from Brian Hitch, who I think he's Hitch has probably um, realized the point where his style is like you know probably like um, just too ambitious and too crazy to do on a monthly basis. So he's working his best to simplify it, but still he's he does some like nice work here. But um, Hawkman found uh, unless you're like a really diehard Hawkman fan who wants to buy every like Hawkman story, like you don't need this one. It's not really relevant to metal at all. Um, as for the, the Wild Hunt, which is a story that um, Morrison contributed to, uh, if you've read um, Morrison's um, Batman run and also his um, Multiversity run as well, yeah, you probably want to get this as well. It's like it does feel like it's like Morrison is like doing his best to craft a story that fits in to this to the series based on what he's written before, and you know it, it works pretty well. Um, is it essential to the series to like to the run? It's like, uh, no, it's like, um, it does kind of set up, um, like the idea that, you know, there are more than, um, 52 universes out there, but, um, it's like, it's, but it does kind of feel like he's like, um, playing, playing by other people's rules. So there, so there you go. I mean, overall, it's like, like I said, if, I guess what it comes down to is like, yeah, metal is. Um, like pretty self-contained, but I guess if you're gonna like want to pick up like to get the full experience, pick up um Dark Days, the Forge and the Casting, and um Batman Lost as well. Um, those are like the most critical um stories to to adding um additional I guess insight to the series. But um overall, like but. But metal also, like, like I said, it's a good, it's a good series that, that probably reads a lot better if you come into it completely blind, like, uh, it's like unlike unlike I did. I mean, there's lots of there's lots of good, good, crazy fun to have having this series, and it also sets up the uh, like the direction of the DC universe going going forward. Maybe to the point where, hey, you know, it's like future DC um, events, like you are going to have that same thread as Marvel that Marvel events do. So you know, that'd be nice, and if that. That actually how, is how things work out, then Sandra Capullo deserves a lot of credit for doing that. So there you go. Uh, John, so I guess, uh, like, any thoughts on, on your end about all this? So go out and buy it. Well, yeah, I guess if you're, if you are really interested, if you liked uh, Sandra Capullo's run on Batman, absolutely. If you are, like, committed, if you really wanted to, like, like get in on the ground floor of of the direction of the DC universe, then yeah, go out, go out and buy it. Okay. If you, if you are not interested in either of those, either of those things, then maybe wait until it comes on sale in Comicsology, or maybe even hits paperback. So there you go. All right. So what are you going to talk about next time? All right. Next time I'm all either. It's like, I'll be talking about, um, like, uh, the end of the uh, current Marvel Avengers run with, um, no surrender, or I may be talking about the uh, sitcom experience that walks like a serialized series in Princess Jellyfish. I think it depends on like, you know just how I feel. It's like um, once, like um, 
or what I feel like rereading um, once everything arrives in the mail. All right. We'll catch you next time on Comic Picks with a Glick. All right. Bye.